people. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time it is where you're watching or listening to this. I'm MC Till with Everybody's Hip Hop Label. Super excited about tonight's chat. I'm always super excited, but tonight I'm doubly excited because we have two guests, not one. So that's super cool. This is the Boom Bap Chat number 77. Before I introduce our guests, of course, you know the drill. If you're in Cincinnati, come see us, please. Uh, and go over to everybody's records. They have a dope selection of vinyl, vinyl tapes, books. Speaking of books, I want to say thank you to all the people that have been pre-ordering the Boom Bath Review Volume 3. Uh, that's our new book, Profound and Isle Moss uh, are writing uh, uh, in that book this year. So they're new writers for the books. We're super excited about that. And you can pre-order it and you can save some money. And this just came out. Isle Moss has a new album. And if you order the book, you get the album for free. So, I mean, that's, 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 that's like two in one right there. So make sure you check that out at boombapreview.com. In the room tonight, as always, we have Bro Profound. Profound, how are you? I'm good, Brother Till. How you be? What's good, I.O.? What up, though? What up, what up? And uh, there you go. And we have I.O. Moss. I.O. Moss, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well, sir. How are you doing, Brother Till and Brother Profound? You know it. We oh. ready tonight. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. So the, the two other guests in the room tonight, uh, they're not just artists. They do so much more. And that's one of the reasons we're so excited to have them tonight to get into, you know, what they do with the culture, not just, you know, making beats and rhymes and all that, but what they do behind the scenes to grow up the culture in general. So we're going to dig into that and more. It's Amina and Cool Out Chris as Urbanized Music. Well, thank you guys. Yes, thank you guys. Thank you. Yes, you know, thank it's you. like a reunion. It so is. I know Profound and I almost know you, the two of you, very well. I don't yet, but yes. I'm excited uh, for this time together to get to know you a little bit. Um, we'd like to give flowers, give roses uh, to those that we have on. So I'm going to throw it over to Profound uh, to do that. Uh, Y'all didn't know I was going to do this, but man um cool out and amina y'all really not only to hip-hop in the community and i'm gonna try to do this without being emotional about it because y'all mean that much to me y'all really mean that much to me and i want to we we talk about giving people their flowers while they're alive and why they can smell them and i just want to tell both of y'all from the bottom of my heart thank you for everything that y'all have done for the community and also for everything that y'all have done for me Y'all have always had y'all door open for me. Y'all have never turned me away. And cool out you in particular. I, I just recall the first time we started working together when I didn't have the money for a beat. And you liked what you saw on the stage at the elbow room. And then we just so happened to connect. And then through our connections with Tony Baines and Dirty MF and all of that. We just been we just been tied at the hip ever since. And I don't know if I've ever told you this, but you're you are definitely in the class of a Doug Infinite, my other mentors, no ID, Master Ace, Jam and Rich. I you know, and, and, and Walter as well. Like I consider you I consider you a mentor to me like that. And sister Mina, you as well, like y'all hold it down together. And we just want to say. Thank you for doing what y'all do. Please keep doing what y'all do. And I just wanted to hand y'all roses and tell y'all I love y'all. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Love you too. I love you too. That's so, yeah, thank you. It's so touching. Yeah. And like I feel it emotionally because um, 
because it's like family, right? Like we meet through hip hop, but you meet people and you connect with people who you realize will be part of your journey for life. And no. so I kind of feel like that way, like with both of you, like if if we were some someplace far or near and I saw you, I'd be like, oh, my God, it's my family. Like, those are my people, people. Oh, like, not we from Chicago no, or like we Chicago right. hip hop, but like my right. family. So yeah. um, I thank you for the for the recognition and the acknowledgement. And of course, we would be nowhere without our community. So. Thank That's you. Right. That's right. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, bro, you know, you know, you're my brother. You you're one of the most talented individuals that I know. And I don't even just say MC, your knowledge, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When you reach out to other people. And bro, I am so my, my nieces and nephews of them growing up and me watching Elijah sling that ball. I swear to God, bro, I, I'm living through you guys' Instagram to see the kids and everything else. I you know, you know what I'm saying, the videos that you drop, all this stuff, brother, like y'all. Since day one, y'all been real brothers, and nothing has changed about that. So y'all always family to me, man. And I love you. Down, no doubt, now love y'all too. <laughs> love y'all too, man. So, so mm-hmm. we're gonna get into a conversation about hip hop community. Before that, though, uh, you know it's the boom bap chat. So I'm always curious. All of us are curious about that definition. We kind of have a working definition, but I'm curious in what you got. What do you think? Like when you hear the term boom bap. What comes to mind? What do you think that is to you? Wow. I don't think anyone has ever asked me that question. <laughs> and so, as I'm hearing it, I'm like, man, what do I think? Like, I think authentic. I think underground. I think like tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of the rhythm and like a break. Um, yeah. And so I just I just associate that term with like like authentic practitioners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Practitioners. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Wow, wow, wow. She was deep. I don't know if I'm gonna go that deep. <laughs> <laughs> with me being a producer, you know, from the from the literal term of boom bap, it's boom bap. You know, what I mean, it's that kick, it's that snare. Yeah. Boom bap. But. Um, I consider myself to be a boom bap producer, but of course I do all different styles yeah. of music. But the boom bap to me is just the heart of everything, the rhythm. Mm. You know, it's yeah. the uh it's the essence, you know what I mean? And, and as we as we go through the process of trying to teach and, and all those things, boom bap is that essence. So as 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 music, as culture evolves, boom bap is a part of that process. And you can't go anywhere without having that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's dope. I thought I, you know what? I was thinking about that question too, and I, I classify it as it's the pulse of hip hop. Yes. You yes. know, I mean, it wasn't. Who was the first one to really use the term KRS? KRS. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but at the same time, when you think about it, it it is the pulse of hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know, and everything else derives yeah. from that pulse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. It's like a heartbeat. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Can I borrow that? Can I use Yo, that? You, of course. Okay. <laughs> you know how we do. Chris, I need a beat. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Mina, I need 16. Amina, you know how we get down. That's how that's how we do, right? <laughs> uh well let's let's go to the lyrical tip here. Um profound um you have any thoughts on on lyrics i you know we 
man, this is a conversation I've had many a day, Chris, where we didn't, I didn't sat with you, uh, come up to, to pay less and kicked it with you. And we didn't talked about life and whose album was what, mm -hmm. um, my question really is, do the lyrics still matter to you today? Ooh, mm. that's, that's a heavy mm. one. Um, I'm going to answer that with a yes and a no. So short answer, yes, because I still feel like in the society that we live in, all type of content, all type of narratives matter but it only matters to the person who's who's delivering the message, right? Mm -hmm. They have a responsibility only if they want to take that responsibility. I'm going to say no as, as my other answer only because the music itself and the culture itself evolves, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, diggity dies effects, mumble rap, you know, so we have to kind of pick our battles, right? Our parents didn't like the stuff that we were listening to. They didn't like the content. They didn't, and it, maybe it wasn't even liking, maybe it's more so an understanding of, you know what I mean? And, and I, I feel like it's more so just a, it's a generational thing and you gotta, you gotta kind of pass the source. So, so I don't know if that helps you out, but a yes and a no for it. So my, my deep down is yes, I, I want to hear some lyrics. I want to hear good content. Um, do I, do I turn my, a blind eye to what I'm hearing because it doesn't give me that? No. Hmm. I no. think I, if I could add on to that, yeah. um, I agree. I think that lyrics do matter. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think that a lot of people who consider themselves, I'll even say rappers, not even MCs, but people who consider themselves rappers, don't know that the lyrics are supposed to matter. Mm -hmm. So sometimes true. they just do it because they're words that they know and they're accessible and they got a beat. Mm -hmm. um, and they don't understand how valuable they really are and how much they should matter. So they should always matter. Mm -hmm. um, and even if they're lyrics that we don't like, we don't have to like them. You know, they don't have to be of your taste. Um, but they're generally always some narrative and some story. Um, and so it does matter. But I think to what degree um, a lot of MCs, to what Chris was saying, like the, the power and the weight of being an MC, I don't think... Um, all rappers don't get it. And so mm -hmm. sometimes the lyrics do not matter to them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of, I want to bring in Marcus here, uh, who's joining us on, on Facebook. Um, he said, This generation as a whole, when it comes to lyrics, is lacking. Mm -hmm. You're kind of getting to that, I mean, a little bit. Um, would you all agree with that statement or push yeah, back? I think to a great degree it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but a lot is lacking, right? Like our communication mm. skills are lacking. Um, mm. Our educational system has completely failed. Absolutely. So what Speak our teachers demanded of us aren't necessarily being demanded in the same way. Um, and so many other reasons that separate, you know, the message from the messenger. Um, mm. So, you know how high is our expectation and what do we what are we what are we trying to get and right. you know um kind of complete sidebar mm -hmm. i um i teach a hip-hop class mm -hmm. and today we were talking about drill mm -hmm. and you know it, we started the conversation and we're going to continue the conversation but you know i was explaining to them how folks of my generation you know we years ago i had the same mentality of 
you kids are killing the game. Like you're killing the craft. Like what are you doing? Um, but the more I interacted with young people and people who were speaking that dialect of hip hop, mm -hmm. I understood that it had a whole different meaning and context that mm -hmm. I might not even get. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's so much deeper than what I may perceive as what I like or don't like, or, you know, um, the fact that like, you know, s some of these rappers that we looked at, um, you know, parents weren't there, school like mm -hmm. was completely out of the question. So mm -hmm. what kind of content are they gonna produce? If you on the block all day, right. you're gonna produce yeah. block content. You're right. not gonna produce like intellectual, I read a book and here's some stuff I wanna share or even like a well thought out conceptualized anything. True. So um, yeah, so sometimes we put a lot of weight in, in the, the lyrics, but they reflect what's going on. And so if they're empty, it might mean that there's some emptiness underneath it that is it's, it's, it's bigger than hip hop. Yes. Yeah. You know? yeah. Mm -hmm. There you go. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you think the, oh, go ahead, Ayo. No, no, I was just um, gonna say mm -hmm. like, we, I was just in a conversation today. I was doing like a, a, a guest lecture and we was talking about the generations, like the, the old versus the new generation mm -hmm. and like the, the conversation that needs to take place between the old and the new. Because I think both sides, like, are kind of like, well, basically what we were saying is like both sides are kind of at fault where the young generation don't want to take leadership or like mentorship from the old generation. And the old generation is kind of like what Amina was saying, like, we just ride them off. Like, oh, they just, that's just, you know, mumble rap or that's just the rap that don't make sense. And right. we, we don't take the time to like, like, what Amina did is like actually understand and kind of learn from them too. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think it's it's failure on both sides. So I just want to know what are y'all what are y'all thoughts on that? Like, you know, how do how can we increase those opportunities to have conversations like mm. with the old generation with the with the new generation? Mm. Wow. I'd say I mean we we have to one we had to stop and listen to each other. That's the first mm. thing. I yeah. mean and I and, and to your point, like it's, I've been in many circles and rooms where, you know, you, you have different generations of hip hoppers and different cultures and everything else. And you can see that one is like, well, yo, you got it easy. Y'all can push buttons. Y'all can do this. We used mm. to have to crates. We used to have, you know, and it's like, you know, for, mm. for the younger generation, they're like, wow, that's, that's deep. You had to carry actual records to go dj you know what i mean mm -hmm. so just in that conversation you were dropping jewels they don't right. know this they might not mm -hmm. know that you know what mm -hmm. i mean and then vice versa the narrative that they are giving us or their perspective or the reason why they might say yo we listen to this or we're about this particular life is because that's their narrative that's what they actually are living you know what i mean mm -hmm. they you know it's just like ebonics right like it's like big l's ebonics there's there's a whole new slang now that I don't understand, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I have to be in tune because if I'm out on the if I'm out on the block or somebody, somebody say, "Yo, they pulling up," and I don't know what that means. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's also it's also one of those things where we can't be so distant from what it is that they're the 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 the, the ball the crystal ball that they're looking through mm -hmm. say oh man forget what y'all talking about y'all don't know nothing about this y'all don't know that and then there's also this whole economic 
disparity between, you know, old schoolers don't make as much money as some of the, the right. new schoolers. Yeah. And, I, and when I speak this, I don't even really speak specifically to, to just rap, just the culture in general and all kind of stuff. You know, there's more money being made out of different things where artists back in the days had to do, you know, 10 or 20 shows to make, you know, what some of these artists are making in one show. So right. I think there's a lot to be learned on both sides, but the first thing we gotta do is stop and listen to each other. Yeah, sure, sure, but being sure, like, yo, man, I ain't trying to hear these these mm -hmm. mumble rappers. I'm trying to hear them talk about shooting and killing each other. I mean, we listen to NWA, we listen to Ghetto Boys, but the mm -hmm. difference was we had Public Enemy, we had X. Right, right. So there was a balance, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we, we all have a responsibility to, to have that dialogue and not shut each other down. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think there's a lot to be said too, uh, about passing the torch. Mm -hmm. yes. like on like, you know, in the 90s, we were trying to get on, like we were trying to come mm -hmm. up, we were trying to get time. <laughs> we were trying to like network and politic and yeah. do this. And I don't think we ever realized that we were creating history mm -hmm. and that we were doing new things and like mm -hmm. venturing into new territory and new turf. And there were obstacles that we had. There was this whole thing called technology that happened so this is like a whole new world of hip hop. Um, I was doing a high school program like years ago and this, this student came in and he was like, yo, I heard you doing this hip hop class. What you gonna do for my career? I'm like, first of all, you're in high school. <laughs> what he had was 40,000 YouTube hits. And this was like back then. Wow. So in a way it's like, what your old self gonna tell me? You know, right. I'm, making money, I'm reaching people. You telling me I gotta stand out and hand out some flyers when I can just go on Snapchat or mm -hmm. like so there's a whole different dynamic, like what our generation dealt with and what their generation is dealing with that sometimes we just sound bitter and out of touch. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to hear that. So even our approach sometimes is just whack. You know, yeah. we come at them like we're talking, you know, at them. There's like no, and, and then we generalize, you know, we right. say things like y'all young all people and what y'all are doing. Right. Some young people doing some really, really dope yes. stuff. Yes. Yeah. So I think we have to be mindful and cautious mm -hmm. in our eldership. Yeah. And, you know, I'm still meeting a lot of elders who don't even know the basics. Mm -hmm. So like, we have to re-educate mm -hmm. ourselves before we call mm -hmm. ourselves teaching them something that's been here their whole life. Like yeah, ever since they've been born, there's been hip hop, right. but it's not the same for us. So we just have to kind of come to it. It's it's a whole new thing because hip hop has got all these generations in it. You can be a grandma and listen to hip hop and your grandkids can listen to it. And it's completely different hip hop, but yeah. we still have a huge generational gap that we're mm -hmm. working to fill and you know, right. the work that we do. Yeah, yeah, that, that is real. I want to bring in um, some comments from Cruz because he, he's pushing back a little bit. And I like what he's saying here. Uh, he said, and this is through Facebook, he says, I think there are plenty of great lyricists in this generation. I feel like people complaining about the lack of lyrics in hip hop today are seeking lyrics from the wrong artists. Saba, uh, Jid, Bell, The Wonder, and Salem, Salem Brigham are all great examples um, You know, of, of younger artists doing some great things. And he went on to say, the problem may not be the lack of lyrical art artists. Maybe it's more so the lack of exposure and support that those type of artists Facts. get. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's true. I think I think there is an oversaturation 
yes. everything like yep. hip hop, any genre of music. There's just so much. And yep. a lot of those artists that are just, you know, really dope that we would love are just getting drowned out sometimes, yeah. you know? Yeah. Cause in our day we had to like call the radio station and wait for right. them to mm -hmm. talk. Or well, you no. had to like, go to video jukebox, so you had to know somebody. <laughs> had somebody yeah. gave you a tape, and right. you had a dub, like it was, yeah. it was every grassroots. But every now grassroots. you go and you type hip hop, yeah. and like you're like three pages in before you know anybody you recognize. Yes. Right. So there's so there's so much access yes. that it used to not be such a wide open playing field. Mm -hmm. So now there's so much out there that unless you know what you're looking for, you're just yeah. gonna get whatever crap is on the surface that's like that's right. easily accessible. But like like Chris said, it's absolutely out there. And if you're mm -hmm. if you know what you're looking for, then you'll know where to find it. Yep. Shout out Cruz Ocho. He got that new 94 tape out. Shameless plug. I got to join. Oh, don't, don't. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, yeah, yeah. It, it's almost as if like someone needs to write a book about the dope hip hop. That's yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Seriously, that's one of the reasons, you know, we do this program. And, right. you know, there's a lot of folks popping up like us, you know, even before us that are, you know, we're realizing the powers in our hands. We can start these podcasts. You don't need, you know, thousands of dollars, millions of dollars to start these things. You can start it from the ground up and you can, you know, put put on anybody you want, have anybody you want on the, that will come, obviously. So, yeah. yeah. And like one of the things that we talked about too in the class was the importance of reclaiming our narratives. You yes. know what yes. I mean? Like, instead of like letting the industry dictate the narrative we reclaim it ourselves you know yep. what i'm saying right and allow space for the younger generation to 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 no to partner with the younger generation in that movement you know what i mean of reclaiming the narrative and and presenting it to the world the way we want it to be presented instead of the right. other way around so. exactly and that's exactly what happened to us yeah yep. is that our stories were told yep. by people who were profiting off of it exactly. and yeah. so you know yeah. now we're in a place where our trauma sells yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. we have to control our narrative and and, yeah. and make sure that it's you know authentic to our story yeah, yeah. I, I just wanted to piggyback on what we were talking about with the artists too when we talked about this earlier artist development yeah yes you know, that's 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 also a bigger difference also too right because mm -hmm. i was i was actually talking with a brother i was in the studio earlier and i was talking with a brother and he said that uh, I'm not, I'm not going to expose the kid or whatever, but super dope artist. He's got like, I don't know, like over like 50,000 followers on Instagram, all this stuff. Uh, super dope artist. And then he brings he brings the, the artist. He says, yo, I got a show out in New York at SOBs. The wow. kid comes, the place is bananas packed. He said, the kid goes to the side and says, bro, I've never been on stage. Wow. And now he said, mind you, he said he did the show. He went. You know, he, he went all out. It was a great show, but he told him, he said, I had never been on stage. And I was like, wow, artists develop. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, that, and that's a big part, like you say, because, you know, you, yeah. can go, you can go from the closet, you know, to, to from the from the closet to the to the laptop out to, to the world. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, music, yeah. And, you know, you could be great with the pen, but as soon as somebody puts you on stage, you're stage fright. You don't know how to yeah. do it. You don't have breath control. You rap no yeah. vocals, you know. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I think with that technology piece in terms of social yes. media and just access. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people learn how to rap from YouTube or mm -hmm. video 
right? Yeah. They just see the video and they're like, oh, okay, I could do that. Wow. But those of us who like come from the old school, like we practice, yep. we and you rehearse, yes. and you got yep. with your crew, and you yep. wanted to be better than like, like yep. there was, there was, it was, was an there, art, there, and there was values, and there was values, and we crafted yeah. and we crafted. Yeah. But if you, if if the way that you learn the game is that you could make a whole album on your computer in your bedroom, Shoot like that's great yeah. that you yeah. that you can control your voice like that and and put your stuff directly out. But you miss all the other steps that you get from like the social yeah. interaction the human yeah. experience that hip hop is. Um, and especially just from the old school, like that's one thing that's missing now mm. because you can do it so quickly on your own and you can yeah. produce a replica mm -hmm. of what you see. But then when you get on stage, like you said, there's no breath control. You no. can't hold the mic. You right. don't rock the crowd. Like all yeah. of that stuff is missing. So, yeah. yeah. And I, th I think that speaks to the community, right? Like, cause I thought like for me coming up, I used to study y'all, you know what I'm right. saying? I would come and, you know, and just like other people into the show and I'm in the cut, like, oh, that's how cool out. Okay, the next time I do a show, I'm going to do what cool out and Amina did or watching what Pro did. Like, and then y'all would pull me to the side. Like, I like I remember Chris pulling me to the side, like, man, the next time you do this, try that, try this, try that. It was like that community where we was learning. Like y'all, my teachers, man. Like I'm not gonna. I just put it out there, y'all. I learned a lot from y'all. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you included, pro. Like even though me and you from the same, you know, we from yeah. the same time, but I learned from you too. So it's and I was like, learning from Chris. Like that's the community aspect that Amina's talking about. Like we had that. You know what I mean? Truth be told, we were all learning from each other because I was yeah, watching too. too. You know what I mean? So. And, and I think that's it, um, Cool Out, that we're learning from each other. Because, I mean, you were talking about, like, if you learn how to do all the st stuff in your room, like, that's super dope. There's there's some legends out there that I'm sure are still paying a grip to go to a studio, you know, and, and, and they don't understand social media. And it's like, man, these young people, like, they could teach us so much and vice versa. So, so like, we, so it's not so much, like, the, it's you know a lot of times when people see something different they think it's bad you know a lot right. of this isn't it's not bad it's not a moral issue it's just a different experience like man if we bring those both of those experiences together we would make right. each other better you know exactly yeah yep. and that's that's why we have to break down these barriers between the generations mm -hmm. um and and just have more conversation more community um right. and and from every young person that i've ever exposed to to, to, you know, what I think is like authentic practice have been nothing but gracious and receptive. And most mm. young people are like, this is like, I this was a missing link. I knew there had to be missing mm. pieces. I just didn't know what they were. And nobody yeah. was telling <laughs> so, you know, if, if nobody's ever told you, how will you know? And then people are like, you can go look it up. Well, if I don't even know what to look up. Yeah. So we still have to like, hold hands and teach and and still just just be preservers of the culture you know i had a i had an esteemed hip-hop um academic person come and visit my class mm -hmm. and we had said something one of the students asked about something with the elements 
And this person said, oh, we don't even do that no more. You know, we don't, we don't do the elements no more. Oh my, clutch my pearls. Oh and my. I thought, you know, I had to <laughs> like, hold on, for the purpose of this course to understand hip hop, wow. you can't understand hip hop without understanding the elements. But this person wow. was just like, DJ and music, and that's the trap we fall into. So it goes back to telling our own stories. Yeah. When we tell the story in whole to, to mm-hmm. when I tell it to young people, they embrace it and they're like, thank you for giving for me these missing it, yeah. pieces. Yeah. And then yeah. I encourage them to go do what they do. Like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. put yeah. their voice on it, put your mark on hip hop. But yeah. as long as you know about 1520 Sedgwick, then you can yes. go off. Yes, 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 yes. And, and do whatever you choose with it. Right. And right. that exchange also goes with, okay, who do you guys listen to? Who put me up on somebody that I need to oh, listen yeah. to? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. I do that all the yeah. time. They'd be like, yo, yeah. who, like, who's your favorite producer? I'm like, you know, I run through my list of people and I'm like, man, who's out now that I should be listening to? Exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's just getting on their level. And they're like, yeah, listen to this part. We, we're pushing buttons. We're doing all of the same thing, right? Yeah. We're just yeah. going in a different way. So I'm like, yeah. yeah, who y'all rock with? Let me know. Like, I, I want to, I want to, I want to be able to understand what is being delivered to me, just like Absolutely. as I'm giving it to y'all. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah. that, that's what we need to do. And it seems like, Till, basically, what what we all saying is what we've talked about several shows. We talked, Chris, we talked about the gatekeepers. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, hip hop, yeah. like my first time coming around to the elbow when I first met y'all, I couldn't just get on the mic. Wow. You know what I mean? And when you got your chance to get on the mic, you had to show and prove, or you wasn't sure going to ever get up there Grace again. again. <laughs> and and you know, and, and and I think that's missing, and a part of that too that's missing today is the connection. It's like there's that's that's the difference between the old and the new. It's no connection, and we need the connection. My ten year old helped me. Um, I, we be battling about who the best rapper still. Like, man, get that mess out of here, man. That mess saying I don't want to hear that. <laughs> and you know, I but I I let I let him listen to what he listened to, but I right. still come back and be like, well, because he I I play I was playing um oh yeah today, and he was like, I like that, Dad. I was like, yeah, you like that? I made that. You didn't make that beat. I was like, yeah, I did. I made that beat. He's like, oh, okay, I like that. I like that. And I'm like, okay, well, he's 10, and I know he around here bopping the Drake and everything else. So if he say he can like that, then I know he being authentic with his ears. Like, he'll tell you that, oh, man, I like that. So I try to keep a connection. Because mm-hmm. I think that's what is missing between the old and the new is that we got, we have, we have, we're disconnected. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. Before we yeah. swing over to Isle Moss for any further uh, community questions, I got to get this question in from my, my man, Vern. I, I love this dude. Uh, he, he does some really cool children's hip hop with me. Uh, and he asked, uh, do you think the standard of what we think hip hop is has dropped because it's too easy to put out anything and now it's too saturated? Mm. We've kind of touched mm. on this a little bit, but what do y'all think about it? Right, right, right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I kind of I kind of feel like it is very saturated. I think the internet is partly to blame for that just because anybody can put out like I remember when Reverb Nation came out and like mm. I tried to mm. hip hop. And like everybody I knew was like at first we were at the top and then we were like at the bottom and I didn't know who any of these other people were. Right. So there's so much out there. Um but I also wonder 
what people consider hip hop these right. days. Yeah. Um, and 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 you know how they how they classified and if they consider what they're making hip hop. I'm I'm always curious about that because a lot of people it, it sounds like you're rapping over a beat to me, but they'll mm. say this is something else. So um, mm. yeah, I think how we classify hip hop, but but I definitely think that. Um, but I mean, it's all relative, right? Like what's yeah. oversaturated? Right. Like, you know, mm -hmm. if everybody on my block is a rapper, is that too many people having personal narratives? Right. Um, so like, I think the whole landscape is different now. Yeah. You know? yeah. So at one point it was, you know, a couple of, you know, it, it was a few people here and there, or you knew some people who had stuff because you needed a label and you needed some money and you needed a studio and you needed all these things to take your word and spread it out. But because everybody can do that now, it's like, it's like TikTok. Right. Yeah. Everybody can do it. So, you know, yeah. what's a good video anymore? Yeah. Because yeah. everybody's making videos. Yep. Yeah. And, and to add to that, I think even, I mean, with that and to expand that is who's the gatekeeper, right? Yes. You know what I mean? So it's supposed to be us, but right. who's exploiting, who's exploiting, you know, who, who's, and I'm not pointing blame, but when you look at the separation between even the generations, you know, how they talk about, yo, they getting money. Y'all wasn't getting money. You know, y'all wear funny clothes. Yo, y'all wore funny clothes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's always the there's the puppet master, you know what I mean? So that's that's also the, the bigger picture outside of us saying, well, you know, anybody can do it. This is true, but it also needs to be propelled. You know what I'm saying? So like those gatekeepers are social media sites. Those gatekeepers are record labels if they even still exist that still, you know, take this stuff to another level. So it still goes back to artist development. Everybody can put it out, but is it is it quality? And is it quality based around whose eyes and whose vision, and whose ears? Mm -hmm. right? Young generation, like I love it all. You know, whatever it is, they they love mm -hmm. it. So our generation, we're we're more in the in the lane of an adult contemporary hip hop. So you know, we still mm -hmm. like our comics. We still like our Tyler Qualies. Mm -hmm. We still like our most depths. You know, we still like our Arrested Development. All those different people. So yeah. the good thing is that it's enough out here for everybody. everybody that nobody. Yeah. Oh, you know, you, you ain't got to hate on it. It's enough. If you don't like it, you like the radio. I haven't listened to the radio in God knows how long because mm -hmm. there's so many other ways for you to be able to digest your music. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it does make me think of something. Are you saying gatekeepers? Mm -hmm. Because then I start wondering, okay, who's really protecting our culture? Exactly. Mm -hmm. like, Come on, Mina. Speak on we, that. Because like, then anybody can, which is kind of where we are now, yeah. just mm -hmm. anybody can do it and say, yo, I put out a mixtape, I'm a rapper. And, you know, I've never performed, I've never, but so who is protecting the culture? I consider myself one of those people. Yes. Um, but it's a, it's a job, like it's legit a job and yeah. you have to fight with whatever system has been constructed mm -hmm. because yeah. I've got to fight with who's the hottest rapper, who's doing the hottest this, who's, you know, whatever. And none of that has anything really to do with the culture. Yeah, absolutely. So you got, you have people like myself and other hip hop preservationists who like really work to protect the culture. I like that term. It's a, it's a challenging task because we can't stop people from coming. Right. In. Um, I like to refer people to the hip hop declaration of peace. Mm -hmm. um, 
which is a document that was drafted in, I think, 2001 um, by a bunch of um, hip hop pioneers who I'm feeling like they got to a point where they were like, you know what? There's no gatekeeper. We have to put some things in place to determine, to guide what this practice should look like. And so they, they, they got a bunch of signatures on it. They presented it to the New York City Council. They presented it to the United Nations. And ever since then, it's been this recognition of hip hop as a culture of peace and prosperity. So that I can stand behind. And I can say, here's yeah. a document. And here are people who say this is how it should be practiced. Yeah. But that, it's just YouTube and whatever garage yeah. band and whatever people right. want to make music with. Right. And yeah. people don't understand that like there are principles and rules and laws mm. and things that we abide by. Yes. But when yeah. we throw all that out of the window because in the 90s, the media started writing our story. Man, facts. Fight to get control of what is hip hop. And so I think that's when you mentioned gatekeeper, it made me think like, hold on, I'm a gatekeeper. Right. Um, and this is this is this is what the work right. that we that we all of us yep. face when yeah. we are confronted yep. with things that are purporting to be hip hop and we know they're not. Absolutely. Do you know Man, where that, that do you know where that hip hop declaration can be found if people want to see it? Um if you Google Hip Hop Declaration of Peace, you'll find it. It was um, spearheaded by Temple of Hip Hop, uh, right. but it's, it's all over. It's 18 principles um, that should informally guide this practice. And I, it's a phenomenal document. Yeah. Um, oh, Chris is getting a copy of oh, it. Okay, okay, okay. We, all, we need a copy. It's a poster on the wall. So um, in my hip hop class, um, mm -hmm. I, I encourage students to do cool things. So they recreated this poster and we gave them away mm, at one of my events. But it just outlines some of the principles. But there's yeah, an official yeah. document right. okay. that you can go check out. So, so, so yeah. speaking, speaking, to, to round up this conversation here, I like what uh, Vern came back and said. He said, gatekeepers have been replaced by gateways. Yes. Very true. Yeah. Moss, anything else on your mind around? Yeah, I like. Yeah, I like what uh, I want to kind of stay on what Amina said. Uh, like hip hop preservationist. Like I love that term, and so I think like that. Goes I think I might have borrowed that from Karis one. So I just okay, wanna... okay, 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 okay. Sure. <laughs> what I, we kinda... do, teacher. <laughs> so I I want to ask. I like. I never knew how you you both got into hip hop. So I would like to know, like, how did you? How did you guys get introduced to hip hop? Wow, uh, you, want, you want to go first, sir? <laughs> I can go first. I'll make All it. Right. I'll make it somewhat brief. Okay. Um, so, when I was seven years old, my family moved to Nigeria, which is where my father's from. Um, I went elementary school, high school in Nigeria. I'm gonna date myself here, but it's it's okay because this is what it's so I, I graduated at age 16 in Nigeria, came, moved to Chicago, didn't know hardly a thing about hip hop because I moved there in the 70s. I come back in the 80s and there's this thing called hip hop. Um, so I'm in college. I'm, I'm, I've always been a writer and I'm in a poetry class. Um, and then I, I see a guy from my poetry class after class one day and he's like, yo, you're the girl in my poetry class. I like your, your poetry would you consider joining my rap group? 
Now at this time, I don't really know what a rap group is really. Um, but he was like, you can do your poems over a beat and you'll love it. And I, I was in theater and I was a writer. So I'm like, okay, bet. So I joined a rap group. Um, that was my entry into hip hop. Um, the rap group that I joined though, were really a safe group. We were a bunch of teenagers. Um, two of the guys fathers was a deacon. So all of our hip hop was safe. Like it was black history. It was safe sex and it was Jesus. And I was raised a Muslim. So I was a little iffy on the Jesus raps, but that just showed you like where we are. And like, that was my introduction. And then one day our DJ was like, Hey, you ever heard this? And he held up Eric B and Rakim record. Yo. And that made my life changed because I was like, Oh, so this is what I'm able to do lyrically. Like this yeah. is what I need to do. Um, oh. And so that kind of was my introduction into hip hop, but we were also a, a heavily performing group. So like mm -hmm. we were gigging this group that I joined, it was four guys and myself. Um, we were called MGA, we were based out of Roseland and it was Master Groove Association, just like, so you know how how like retro we were. Yeah. Um, but we gigged a lot, you know, and that's like where I like built up my chops for performing yeah. and just activism because my roots started at a very community-based level. Like we mm -hmm. were doing like, you know, black parties and community stuff and no profanity. And so I was able to appreciate hip hop from that angle. Mm -hmm. um, and then I just, I started organizing in the nineties because I knew cool people who didn't know each other. And um, I just started organizing events and mm -hmm. you know, the rest is history, but my introduction was really as an MC and really by happenstance because I didn't even know really wow. what, what being an MC was. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's dope. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, that's dope, <laughs> man. And now look at me, repping. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, for me, it um, a little different, but similar, similar kind of way. Um, I come from a family, a musical family. My grandmother played drums, organ. My wow. uncle played the drums. My mom, you know, sings and you know all kind of records and stuff throughout the house. So for me, it was, it was, you know, it was, I think was before you could go out to, you know, go outside and kick it on Saturdays, you had to clean up the whole house. So, you know, you couldn't even watch cartoons. So my mom was like, clean up the house. But the only thing she would let us do is listen to music. Mm -hmm. So we'd be cleaning up. So I, I unintentionally ended up becoming the DJ when my brother couldn't get to the turntable. So I'm going through records and putting on stuff. So I really got introduced to music always in my house. And so mm -hmm. every experience I could always correlate to some sort of music. But then my brother started taking my mom's records and started, you know, Breaking and, and Crush Groove and Beat Street and all that. Well, not Crush Groove yet, but Beat Street and Breaking. It came out, so you know he in there trying to be, you know, Grand Wizard Theodore scratching and everything else. So when he would leave, he take my mom's records. He got like Mitch Mac turntables. So then when he leave, I grab his records with Monkey See Monkey Do. So I'm in there scratching, wow. and then that was that. My first step would have been as DJ, and then when Run DMC came out with Rockbox, I was like, oh, mm. I'm like, word. I'm like, <laughs> MC, I'm like, all right, I can do that too. So then I started, you know, I started pinning some stuff, um, you know, breaking B Street, everybody thought they could break dance. So I started, I was a B-boy, you know, I had crazy backspin. I had the little flight suit, all that, you know what I'm saying, Pat laces, all that. Um, then when I got into junior high school, I had a couple of my friends who who were tagged, you know, they, they do graffiti and tagging stuff. So they were showing me how to do my letters and my lines and all that. So I was doing that too. 
And then wow. my mom, you know, she started seeing that I was like just really into it. She was like, man, you really into like music more than just, you know, singing and stuff like rapping and all this other stuff. And she she saw everything. She saw my graffiti stuff. She said, oh, this is nice. She said, but if you get caught, I'm not bailing you out of jail. So <laughs> <laughs> the career was short um, then from there, it just progressed. You know, if, if you, you're a DJ, you know, for, for me, my, my next step was was to get into production, right? Because as an MC, as a yeah. DJ, but I didn't, you know, being 15, 16, I didn't have no equipment. So I was working at McDonald's at the time, making like $3.25. I take my whole paycheck, go to the studio with my records. Uh, the producer at the time, Rox Davey out in Bellwood, basically he had like a, 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 a just like, I he had like a Lindrum actually, as a matter of fact, it was a Lindrum at the time. It only had like two seconds sampling time. So, wow. so, but I, so I kept doing that. I was killing my McDonald's paychecks going there to, to make beats. And then one day I, I was on my break and I went across the street and there was a pawn shop and I got a, a TR-606. Mm. I was like, okay, I can program my drums. I already know how to chop samples, do other stuff, loop stuff. So then I looped it on tape decks and then I do pause tape for yeah. two or three minutes of the sample, program the drums underneath it, hang a mic from the garage, everybody <laughs> overdub their vocals. So so that that was, you know, I, I I would take whatever it was that I had and figure out, okay, my end process is to make a song. My end process is to create this art. My end process is to have this feeling. So that's that's how I kind of got into it. It was it just was all about music. And then when hip hop came about, I was like, man, this is some really cool stuff that's happening and I have to be a part of it. And it spoke to us. It was the voice. It was the voice of the youth at the time. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't everybody doing the James Brown back in my mom's days. Everybody's doing the James Brown. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was break dancing. You know what I'm saying? You know, you had the message with Grandmaster Flash, Millie Mail. Like you had some real deep political stuff. So it caught my ear right away because it was what yeah. I was actually living. Yeah. Dope, dope, dope. That's yeah, amazing. That's thanks for sharing that. That's dope. Yeah. yeah, thanks for sharing those stories. So oh, yeah. uh, there, there's something that I just got uh, hit to recently, the Chicago Hip Hop Heritage Month. Can yeah. you can you tell us what that is, what your and what your involvement in that is? Man, um, so about 18 years ago, um, I had been organizing events and doing shows, and like we knew Chicago hip hop was dope. Um, but what we started to realize was that people we knew the history of everybody else's hip hop scene except ours. Like mm. some people knew stuff, but like our hip hop wasn't getting the same kind of props as New York and West Coast, and we knew everybody's hip hop. Um, and so um, Chris and I were talking, and we thought, um, and uh, with a friend of ours, and we were thinking like, man, Chicago should have its own like hip hop day. Mm. And then we thought, not a day. Not a day. And then I'm like, <laughs> you know what? How about a whole month? Chicago mm. should have a whole month dedicated to recognizing and celebrating and learning about its own hip hop history. Mm -hmm. um, and so we drafted a resolution. Um, it was myself, uh, Chris, and a gentleman named Mark Armstrong and um, drafted a resolution. I presented it to my alderman. Um, wow. happened to be a pro hip hop and nice. um, <laughs> told him what we wanted to do. Um, he agreed to present it to the Chicago City Council. Wow. Um, and so it was presented to Chicago City Council. 
Uh, they voted on it and approved it unanimously nice. in 2003. Oh, wait, we have the resolution. Oh, it's around here somewhere. Um, <laughs> but, um, uh, and so we got a, a wonderful resolution with the mayor's signature on it. Um, and it recognizes the month of July as Chicago Hip Hop Heritage Month. Wow. I am certain that we were the first city to have a month recognized by its city council. And I don't know for a fact that I've heard of anyone else doing such a thing since. There are hip hop weeks, there are hip hop days, mm. but Chicago has 31 days in the, uh, in the summer to celebrate all that we have done, contributed, and just take a moment to, you know, shout out our own and celebrate us. So that's something that um, Chris and I are really proud of um we're in our 18th year and um and it's super awesome yeah what what so do what you yeah, oh, go ahead. yeah yeah go ahead no i was about to ask the same i think thing. the same question yeah, so what, yeah, yeah what do y'all yeah. do uh in that month oh wow, wow. so <laughs> over the last 18 years the things have changed a lot yes in the beginning um primarily chris myself and you know artist collaborators um would throw, we would do events, we would have workshops, there would be forums, there would be showcases all over the city with various partners. So it was really um, a month long worth of calendar events of mm -hmm. celebrating. So anything from workshops, to picnics, performances, mm -hmm. exhibits. Um, we had um, a, a gallery up one year for the whole month with Chicago Hip Hop wow. stuff workshops and and things there um but that was a lot for one person and two people yeah. um and we were a nonprofit. but at the time i didn't realize that nonprofit meant fundraising i just thought it meant we didn't make any money and so, um, we were philanthropists as i found out um and we were just doing a lot of the stuff ourselves so what has happened since then is a lot of people in the city have just so taken right. it upon themselves to do this. So like okay. this past year, um, a Chicago hip hop museum opened up in Bronzeville. Yes. Wow. And it's temporary really? space um, yeah. curated by um, Kingdom and Kingdom Rock and uh, Artistic, Artistic of Chi Rock, Chi Rock and, um, and some other people that were really integral in that. Yes. But it's like wow. a whole house full wow. of Chicago hip hop memorabilia. Wow. And you guys are both in it. I, yeah. I'm, I'm are you sure serious? It's yes. full of people. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so things yeah. like that have happened. Like there was a roller skating yeah. jam uh, on the west side mm -hmm. that took place. Brother Salim and um, Twister came out. Twister came out. Yeah. TJ Crawford was a part of that. Yeah. So people around the city are owning the month now and yeah. folks are doing things. So, yep. so, yeah. so, so when That's it was crazy. a lot of work and you're like, oh man, this, this is a lot. Did, did you have second thoughts? Like maybe we should have done a day or a week. <laughs> No. No. no, I I was salty though, like because <laughs> it's a lot of work, and you know, yeah. people are like, people are like, yeah, I got you. Just let me know what you need. I got you, and then you can't find those people. Yeah. And like, like, you know, I mean, it's it's not throwing shade on anybody because no, a lot of people life. were there, and a lot of people contributed. Right. But it's so much work to like really do consistently to the yeah. level that you want to. Right. Um, so I think I think um, in 2010, I was jaded. Like I was mad at my city. 
because I put in so much work and like so much out of pocket money and like people came out, but anyway, I got over it um, because that year, myself, Chris and Ant 13 became United States cultural envoys. Yeah. And we in the Ivory Coast, in Cote d'Ivoire, uh, West Africa, wow. traveling the country wow. for two weeks, traveling. We traveled seven regions. We met with artists. We um, had performances. We did workshops. Wow. Um, and, and that we left on August 1st. So it was wow. like a whole, like July, <laughs> where I was like sweating and doing stuff and, you know, going out and handing out flyers and promoting. Um, and then got to spend two weeks um, representing Chicago and yeah. West Africa with my colleagues and peers so um so it was it was dope yes and i want to uh, piggyback off what you're saying i think another one of the biggest challenges and i think it's another thing that we always face with community and something we're dealing with now is getting everybody to understand that the creation of chicago hip-hop heritage month was for everyone mm, right right so if you were i don't care what you were doing you were doing a hip-hop coloring book uh workshop it didn't matter if you're doing it in a month this is a part you know so we were encouraging people to do stuff you know yeah and it didn't matter and you know in chicago you guys know from being here there's a there could be 10 events going on any given night of the week right, right. right. So, so so people took it from it being a celebration of culture sometimes to like a promoter clash like hey why are you promoting something on hip-hop heritage month on my night and it's like it's okay bro like this right. yeah you know can go here everybody can go there we just want everybody to carry the flag that we're celebrating our city and the rich culture of hip-hop yeah. right. so that yeah, was right. also that was also tough to get people to understand that right. this that because we 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 were on the forefront of creating this but we didn't create this for us yeah we didn't create this for people it wasn't like, our month right yeah. like, so what are we doing for hip-hop heritage month this year we like and what no they would say what are y'all doing yeah, for what, y'all know, that's yeah. what, yeah. Like, what are we doing yeah, yeah we're like uh, we're like no it's for all of us it's for everybody. i think that's why it was such a burden because yeah we literally had to be in everything but i think and thank you for for claire because i don't want people to think like i was like like angry at my oh, city no, right no. but like we had to we had to do the baby steps yeah so that people would now understand that it belongs to them so every mm -hmm. year we still had to do all the events and do all the booking and right. spearhead the, there was always a kickoff always and we were all we were all there at the kickoff party we were always at a wrap-up right. party and we did all the events but people thought it was ours and i think people also didn't want to step on toes mm -hmm. so they didn't want to mm -hmm. like mess with our thing and we're like no no yeah. no it's for the whole city everybody but i think right. now um, people have really accepted and embraced it and own it yes. um, as theirs. Yes. That's you know, I think about like businesses, you know, businesses oftentimes don't make money for a, a long time. Mm -hmm. And most businesses fail, you know, because people just, they run out of money, they run out of excitement, energy, whatever. And it's yeah. like, y'all didn't, you kept on going, you know, and, and now it's, it has, you know, been the success that you want it to be where it's other people. Yeah. So that's dope. So. And I will say Chicago hip hop played a great role in that because yeah. hip hop stayed like up here yeah. and people kept creating and kept yeah. building and the culture, Chicago hip hop culture is so alive. Mm. All the elements are alive. They mm. are practiced. Like, it's not like we used to do that. No, like we still real. do that. Yeah, so real. I think, yeah. I think if the community wasn't so, um, just so diligent about keeping the culture alive, 
there might not be it might not be what it still is chicago right. hip-hop heritage right. Right. to the yeah. point that in the 18th year we get a museum because people right. have decided that we're going to curate right. so um and we're still doing stuff so i think that i think that you know the city just being on top of its hip-hop game um yeah. has kept it relevant is the resolution out there somewhere online that where people can like look at it and read it it is i know it's I know it's on our website. Okay, um, all right, cool. So uh, it's it's somewhere on there, but we're revamping it, so I don't know where okay. it is on there. But um, but yes, but if people if people follow your show and your uh, Facebook, we will share it with you, and okay, they can great, sweet, thank so, you. Because yeah. I think that could be you know inspiring you know for other cities like in Cincinnati, yeah. you know, there's, there's great history here, great you know. And yeah. so there could be something similar, you know. That yeah, and you know, we've been building, we've been building hip hop sister cities too. Mm -hmm. yeah. of that. So when we went to Ivory Coast. Um, we built sister city connections with all of those towns that we worked oh, with, wow. and subsequently awesome. even did projects and worked with artists. And so we have unofficially adopted, like St. Louis is a Chicago oh, hip hop sister city, Milwaukee, and, Milwaukee, and Indianapolis, yeah. and so we informally adopted these as our hip-hop sister cities but yeah so many hip-hop communities like around the country have such rich histories yeah um that yeah i'm i'm excited to see what people do and i hope they do everybody go get a month yeah yeah, yeah definitely that'd be dope yeah. super yeah. dope Amazing. all right an un, a, a unrelated hip-hop question all right there's 24 hours in a day so in the two or three hours that you're not doing hip-hop what do you all do uh and you know what fills up your days when you're not doing hip-hop stuff hip-hop that's crazy because um we've been together for 26 years mm. and we've been doing wow. hip-hop the whole 26 years wow. um and so i, I teach a hip-hop course so my day job is hip-hop yeah um so I honestly, like, yeah, I think maybe sleep in those few hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I, I live in the studio. We're in the studio right yeah. now. Here I go to another studio. Yeah, it's, yeah. But you know what else? It's it's our life. Yeah. Yeah. And I am also all about um, Afro-diasporic mm. um, culture. Yeah. yeah. So... I'm hip hop, but I'm also 24 seven African diasporic. Yes. And so even though it's hip hop, it's like all, everything we do is about our people yeah. and about yeah. building and about community and growth. So yes, yes. just yeah. like, like always, yeah. that's yeah. basically how we live. Yeah. And listen, I mean, and, and just to, cause some people think we just be here boom bapping it. <laughs> We do other stuff, you know, we, we watch documentaries, movies, you know, we travel a lot. I mean, we travel yeah. all over the country. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we've been in Cincinnati, we've been, you know, everywhere and everywhere. And we're also, we're, we're I don't know if you can see our vinyl, but we're, we're vinyl we're, collectors. We're, they're, they're oh, okay. Oh, wow. So we, got, we got a crazy 45 collection. 
So when we travel, you know, we 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 look at the landscape of where we're at, you know, where the yeah, yeah. walk, whatever. We try to get our own information and history about where we're visiting. We'll try to go mm. to museums. Um, we definitely go crate digging. I know one time we went to well, we went crate digging in Memphis, and we hit eight stores in like three hours. Wow! So like you know, it's like it's like it's like real. So yeah. you know, we do that. I mean, we watch documentaries. You know, we take yeah. walks together. You know, I we paint. Go shopping. Oh, oh. Um, yeah. I guess we do a lot of stuff. We do a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, so the crate digging, is there a record store that really sticks out to you that you really like going to? Wow. Oh, well, you know what? Man. Uh, Rest in peace to Dr. Wax, man. Uh, yes. You know yes. So we love 45s yeah. mm. and we go searching for 45s wherever okay. we go. We look for record stores. We go find 45. And so we were in Pittsburgh mm. and we went to Jerry's records. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I was blown away. Jerry's and, um, it was another, was oh, it Attic? God. Was it Attic? It was it was a record store that I was sitting on the sidewalk like oh no like, that was a that's in Detroit that memories and melodies is that no, oh no, no we don't know well, not, I know <laughs> memories I know memories and melodies yeah that's spot yeah that's the spot outside sitting on the sidewalk like yeah. thinking through records yeah. um so I think everywhere we go there's some place that really stands out mm. um and but we're always eager to find like the next cool spot to find gems yeah. Nice. yeah yeah but pittsburgh was pittsburgh was really cool pittsburgh. memphis was cool Memphis was cool. Um, yeah. yeah yeah but we didn't go in cincinnati so we did we, not we gotta go. come we're coming back to and you know what i love cincinnati oh, I love but yeah. well, i freaked out because it is the most interesting place from i'm from a flatland like chicago oh, right, right, right. Flat, yeah I was in Cincinnati, like scared, like <laughs> you go all the way up there. <laughs> Beautiful. I felt like I was like in a foreign land. So it's I really hilly. It's really it's it's, it's similar and to well, San Francisco. Yeah, it's not as hilly, I would say, but yeah, it's definitely hilly and in certain parts, especially yeah, yeah. Speak, in San Francisco. Speaking of crate digging, I was one of my uh, first experiences in San Francisco, I was real little, but I was still buying tapes at the time. I think it was. Yeah. And I begged my parents to, we had family out there. I begged my parents to take us to take me to Amoeba Records. And oh, no. they took me. I, I walked, man, I was like walking into heaven. Things was like <laughs> warehouse full, you know? It's like, wow. <laughs> records, records, records. Yeah. yeah, man. So I'm with you on, the, on, on going to the record stores. Yes. yes. Super dope. Cool, cool. Well, listen. Uh, let's, before we we uh, celebrate some really dope hip hop albums, is there anything else we want to get to? Iomas, profound. I mean, a cool Chris. Any other I was, I'm man. curious to know, like, what? Are you, oh, go ahead, pro. No, nah, I was just gonna say I didn't even realize, man. This already been an hour. Like, man. You know, this is yeah, I know. This is man. I didn't. So I wanted to know, like, what what are you guys up to now? Like, what's what's next? On the menu for y'all, like yes, what are y'all? Yes. Oh, and Chris sending some beats to me. He's sending some beats to me and you after the show is over for that EP we working on. Io, say so yeah, word. yeah, say word, yeah. It's official. It's the profound cool out. I am my yep. Let's get up. it. Yeah, featuring Amina on one of them tracks. Let's, Let's get it. Come on. 
Come on. Let's go. It's easy. <laughs> Put out by everybody's hip hop. There you go. Exactly. I'll interview right. you all about it. There we go. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Um, well, we're working on a, a bunch of different projects. We put out a lot of uh, different things like this past summer, some singles. We put out a project with uh, Sam Miami DMC. Yeah. Uh, first yeah, time, not a rapper yeah. from uh, 106, uh, MTV, nice. all that stuff. So it was, it was really nice. Car Remote Control came out in August. Um, we put out a project with Esteen called Prefo Puerta. He's a, a artist who's in uh, the Ivory Coast. Nice. Uh, by the way, he's Nigerian, but he's in the Ivory Coast. Um, mm. We put together a whole EP, um, put that out. We just signed an artist uh, by the name of Muyen, who's in uh, Lagos, Nigeria. Super excited about Super that. excited about him. And it's, Y'all ain't uh, even ready for this. Yeah, it's not Y'all even. Not ready. It's not even, it's not even hip hop. It's, uh, we like to call it African diasporic music. Yeah. So it's, oh, it's, it's, I love it's, that, man. Yeah, it's so, so yeah, That's new cool. single and all that stuff will be coming out soon. We have a new urbanized music project we're working on. Nice. Um, nice. Working on some stuff with Prime Meridian. Uh, oh, Andrew, word. Andreas mm-hmm. Haley. Uh, me and Bam Ski got Arrogant Insecurity yes. Project. Out. Um, yeah, just it's just a lot of different stuff. Videos. Yeah. All, just did a show with Large Professor. Uh, the other night out in uh, Aurora at uh, Fox Valley Mall at Thingamajig. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff is cooking right now, which is good. That's Staying busy, that's for sure. That's for yeah. sure. In, in yeah. your last project, if I'm correct, is A Day in the Life? Yes. Yeah. The last yes. project you put out, yeah. And that yeah. you can find it. If you're tuning in, you can find that on all streaming platforms um, yes. and on Bandcamp. So yes. preferably Bandcamp, because you put money in their pockets. That's right. Yes. That's right. Yeah, so yeah. make sure you check that album out. Um, yes. Yeah, one question I did, I, I forgot about, but I did want to ask you, being from Chicago, you know, we got a Chicago uh, podcast coming up, you know, for the whole month of uh, November, all Chicago MCs on the show, starting with you all. Uh, are there are there some Chicago MCs that you just really enjoy listening to that, like, just really speak to your soul and resonate with you? Man, two of them are on the screen. Right? Nah. <laughs> outside, outside of this, of this screen, of these screens right here. Man. Let's start with those two. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, profile. I am eyes. Um, I am God. Uh, yeah, that dude was cold. A lot of uh, really real waves. Uh, feel more green. Yes. Um, I mean, this this is so many different people. There's uh, femcs. You got uh, this uh, one young lady, Freddie Farted. You got. Brittany, Brittany Carter. Carter yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yes. This is so many different people. I mean, you got the Sabas and, and no names and stuff, but this is just it's so saturated with so many different people. But I I can't think of all the people kind of like right off the top of my head. But there's yeah. there's so many people that are doing so many amazing things um, in Chicago. I mean, you got Ed too. He hasn't put out, he's, mm. he put joints and stuff, but he, he's also a, a heavily active in the community running our Haven studio. So, and the thing about it too, is you have, you have artists who are taking their, their artistry to a different level and they understand mm. that they have responsibility. So outside of them putting encoded messages and messages within their lyrics, they're mm. also getting back to the community. They're doing code yeah. drives. They're a part mm-hmm. of different things. You know, they understand that without community, they wouldn't mm-hmm. even be able to do the stuff that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. That's I, remember, I mean, of course, you know, Common and, you know, Twist, oh, yeah. I remember them growing up, but I was in uh, college at IU in Bloomington, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I had a record store there, and my cousin was there, and, and uh, 
we found this CD and I was like, I don't know. I only have so much money. I can only buy one. I was just like flipping through a few. He was like, I'm telling you, you need to buy this one. You need to buy this. And it was um, no additives, no preservatives, but all natural. Yes. Like, all right, I'm gonna buy it. I don't know. I've never heard of them, but I, I trust you, cousin. So I bought it, and um, that that introduced me to the all natural crew. I almost, of course, yes. like man, this this the whole family tree. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the whole family yeah, tree. Like, yeah, man, this yeah, crew yeah. is super dope. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's a classic. With with one of yeah. the still yeah. one of my favorite all time favorite hip hop joints. Anytime it plays, I I want to slam dance. Fifty years down the line. Oh, that's so This will be the old school artist. Yes, yeah. that is such yeah. a great. And it, we're getting close. We're getting close to fifty years. You know, yeah. we are. Yeah. Such yeah. a great, such yeah. a great song. I love that joint. So, yeah. I, I, if you're listening into the podcast and you don't know what we're talking about, do your research. Google All Natural Crew. Uh, or is it incorporated? What was the official? Yeah, the label was All Natural Inc., but the all group was Inc. All Natural. That's right. Uh, yeah. Cap, Cap D and Tone B Nimble. Yeah. That's, uh, dope, dope, dope. Absolutely. Dope. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Y'all, y'all ready to have some fun celebrating some hip hop albums? Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. So we call this one word. I'll show you an album cover. I'll, I'll say the name for our podcast listeners. And you uh, try to describe the album or how you're feeling about the album using one word or less. Okay. All right. And we got to take turns because we got to jump in together. Right. No, <laughs> y'all. You, you get, yeah, you, we know y'all. Go ahead. We know they, 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 we know y'all movers and move as one. Right. But, can, but you might have a different word. All right, <laughs> right, right. That's true. All right. So, yeah. So, you get two words basically. You get two words. All right. All right. <laughs> all right here we go. First album, no one can do it better by the DOC. Oh, man, one uh, <laughs> I don't, is this fair? <laughs> like, like, like I tell my kids, life is not fair. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say yeah, you said one word, huh? Can I say that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no fillers. No fillers. No fillers. No fillers. Yeah. Yeah. We'll give that to you. Hyphenated. No fillers. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna say deadly. Mm. Yeah. DLC wow. was dead. Wow. All right, good job. Good job. Round one, you did well. You did. Okay. <laughs> Are you gonna say something else? Oh no, I was gonna say I was fun. Fun fact: I was with uh, Big Daddy Kane actually at uh, the Fresh Fest, and I was I was in the hotel with him with a couple of my friends through uh, one of my buddies, uh, uh, Casper Nation of Islam, and mm. we got a call. He had gotten the call when DLC had gotten to the accident when he had first gotten to the accident. Oh, wow. So, wow. Yeah. And that was one of my favorite records of all time. I like almost cried. I was like, I hope he's alive. You know, yeah. that was, like, it was cool, but he had lost his voice. So yeah, just wanted to throw that in. Damn. Man. Yeah. Oh wow. All right, we're gonna travel to another part of the country for this one. This is Soul Food by Goody Delicious. Mm. Ah. Yeah. Nurturing. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know the, the the intro of that album. That's how you start an album. Yeah, I yeah. wanna be free. Man, I got played that joint. Exactly, I played that one day all day. That's all I wanted to hear. Just like yeah. Joe, that joint's so cold, bro. dude. And the yeah. and the beat to the uh, title track, Soul Food. That beat, yeah. man, to this day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh man, you just have to move to it. Okay. All right, going to the East Coast. All right. One. Stakes is high. Bye. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, um, um, um. <laughs> I got a screenshot that one. <laughs> Oh, the meeting was like, it's like the word was dead, it just wouldn't come out. That is hilarious. I was gonna say intense. Intense. Intense was gonna be my word. Okay. Yeah. But I was stalling on it. So, but I, I think yeah, because it's like, man, I'm gonna say necessary. Necessary. Man. Why necessary? necessary yeah. because the album itself it was Whoa. necessary for them to make that type of record because of mm -hmm. what they were going through with with stuff and it was yeah. necessary that they gave us not de la soul balloon mind state or de la soul is dead they gave us stakes is high they told them it was like y'all either do it or y'all out the door and they they brought it yeah yeah, I love that. And this album. Album. That was my yeah. favorite day. Like, like they had to shake it up too. They had to do most of the production on their own. That was the way they, yeah, parted, yeah. they parted with yeah. um Prince Paul. Prince Paul, Prince yeah. Paul yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah that, that was my favorite album of all time for a while. Mine too, man. man. Yeah. Love that album. Like De La Soul is my favorite group, and Pasta News is my favorite MC, bro. Same, like, same. That's why we we Pasta. get along so well. Yeah, I don't exactly, bro. Yeah. Same exact, yeah. yeah. Pasta, bro. Right. <laughs> Next one. It takes a nation of millions to hold us oh. back by public enemy. Well, you start in trouble now. I know. Man. Revolutionary. Yeah. Oh, dope. All right. Yes. Yeah. That's fitting. That's definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, just one word rebel. Rebel. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Without a pause, I'm lowering my there level. Man, renegade. Right. <laughs> that was the record that gave me permission. That record gave mm. me permission. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, I can, I, yeah, I have right. permission to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, I don't know who I was talking to, but um, who is the public enemy of today? Is there a group out there? That's as political and dead press, dead press. That's what I, that's the dead first. Well, yeah, but I mind. mean, dead, you mean re you talk about even? Right. You mean even, current, current? Yeah, even more current. I can't think of any. I mean, there's some dope MCs out there, yeah. but like a group like that, nobody no, knows. I don't like know that that anyone. Right? Nah, no, no more, man. We're gonna start that group. Yeah, man. Group. There we go. Right, All right, man. next one more until we hit the lightning round. All right, yes. or it gets even more challenging. All right, this is Resurrection by Ooh, Taking it to the crib. Yes. Mm. Chicago. Yeah. Chicago. Facts. Facts. I like that. You know what? I, Chicago. I got to write the same thing on that. 
right. Before the lightning round, I'm wait, sorry, we have can to I do say a something? Bonus to that? Go ahead, There's I only two moments when I was like, I'm always proud to be from Chicago and a Chicagoan. That's number one. Yeah. But yes. the two proudest days that when I knew I was smelling myself as a Chicagoan <laughs> is when that album came out and when yep. they drafted Derrick Rose. That's when I was like, yo, yes, exactly. I was smelling myself like, yes, sir, Chicago, baby. Hey, they're doing good this year, too, aren't they? Heck yeah, yeah, we met around that time when that resurrection album came out. We was at the elbow heavy then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's super dope. All right, before before the lightning round, this is the bonus round. I have to throw this in here uh, because of who's in the room. Deeply rooted or deep rooted by Ayahuasca Mariah. Oh man, had to do it. Such a great album. Simple minds and simple rhymes need to sit. I can't believe you did that. Too. They can't find a proper mathematic they, in their mind. Come on, classic. classic. Knowledge of self keeps self in line. Original. Woo! That's yeah, dope man. too. It's yeah. such a good man. It's yeah. such a dope man. Classic. Yes. Yes. All right. Had to do it. Had to do it. I know they respect that album, so I had to do it. Okay. Yes. All right. The yeah. lightning round. It's a little bit different now. It's more challenging. All I'm right. gonna show you two separate albums. Okay. And your goal is to think about which one resonates with you more in 2021. Okay. Oh. So you don't. You don't have to tell me which one is better. All right. That's that's wow. kind of irrelevant. This is music. It hits us all differently. Which one resonates with you more okay. in 2021? Okay. All right. Here we go. In this corner, we have "Back in Business" by EPMD. Oh. You playing games, Phil. <laughs> And in this corner, we have Out of Business by EBMD. Dang, dude. I'm going to have to say Back in Business. I was going to say Back in Business. You can oh. say the same one. You can say the same one. It's like a newlywed. <laughs> oh, we should play Guess What the Other right. Person's Going right. to Say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, 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 no. Is that that was that was a that was a uh, that was a high point. I mean, all the EPMD's albums were dope, but that one, yeah, you know, what I mean, you, you wanted Eric and Parrish to get back together after all the crazy yeah, stuff yeah. you heard, and they 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 yeah. jumped right back on the track and didn't miss a beat. Hit squad, yeah, all yeah, yeah. squad, dope. Yeah, dope album. How about you, man? How about you, man? Um, I think musically. Like sonically, Eric's um, I'm in the moment. Like it, it, mm. it resonates with me now, yeah. more so yeah. sonically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love this. I love this. I like back out of business too. I thought they were both. Yes. All right. These two are gonna be hard. I think it's gonna be hard. All right. We have reflection eternal. Oh. Train of thought. Oh. Or black on both sides. Oh, oh come on, bro. This is not fair. This is not fair. Uh, and the way he do it too, like <laughs> I'm gonna pick black on both sides. Wow. Okay. All right. Now, huh? I'm only gonna say that because it's more militant. It is. Mm. There's a lot of this, and yeah. like I'm. 
I think I'm probably more in that mindset now than train of thought, even though train of thought. No, like, no, no. You already said it. I'm saying. Talib, where you at for him? I got you, bro. I love most. But the Talib quality reflection eternal, it, it, it's, it resonates with me now because, yeah. of, you know, it's, it's, a, it's also a time where it's, you know there's still a lot of topics and stuff on there and and that was that was them in their rawest yeah mm. yeah i feel that i i think i like black and yeah, sides better mean. when it yeah. comes to lyrics i like yes. the delivery yeah. i think yeah. i like the music on this one more yeah high tech was right yeah. yeah. man I was, I mean you know i love most but i was just trying to i ain't want to leave tyler about that it was a black <laughs> so I figured <laughs> Oh, All right. yeah. And uh, shout out to uh, Talib and his book too. The yeah, book that he just put out. Uh, I forget what it's called. High frequency or something like that. Frequency. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plug that. Plug that book. Yes. All right. Yeah. Sure. The last last round. We're gonna start off with what I think is an underrated album in the boom bap world. Um, okay. We have the Carnival by Wyclef Sean. I think this is a phenomenal album. Bubble coats. And on the other side, we have the miseducation of Lauren Hill. Oh, come on. Y'all don't play fit. This is, uh, <laughs> come on. Woo! Okay. Mm. Um, which is resonating with us now? Correct. Mm. Who goes first? Are you going to go first? <laughs> Make him right, go first. I'll go first this time. <sighs> Be careful. I, I know. I love Laura, but she, you know, she do be showing up tardy to the shows. I know everybody. <laughs> be talking about it. But I'm gonna have to roll with Clef and the Carnival on this. Okay. Just because of the uh, the landscape of everything on the record itself, it still resonates with me today. I yeah. I can play that. I still have that CD in my car right now. Oh, wow. So yeah, so that plays all the time. Still in rotation. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna have to also go with Wyclef. Sorry, right. on this carnival. I I just love that album because of how diverse yeah. it is, like mm -hmm. musically diverse. Um, I love Miseducation, but it was just that it was Miseducation on Hill. I get it, but there was just so much. Like there was there was different language and different instrumentation yeah, yeah. and like so many other elements of the carnival and so much that like, I just appreciated Wyclef making that album so much mm, yeah. because it was another one that I feel gave me a little permission to like push outside of the traditional norms of making hip hop music. Mm, so yeah. I related yeah. to it in that, in that way. And yeah. I still feel that way. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel that. Yeah. I think Two Minds sums it up. He's watching on YouTube tonight. And that that kind of I mean I know I know we you know we pick one or the other that resonates, but yeah, all these albums are super dope. I know. You already know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you thought you were done, you're not done yet because we have a bonus <laughs> lightning round edition. <laughs> For the Chicago uh, MCs in the building. All right, so this oh, is oh, oh. We, we talked about this album earlier. All right, so on one side we have no additives, no preservatives. Ooh. Right there, all natural. Super dope tough. album. But they followed it up with Second Nature. 
Which was also squad. <laughs> Dope albums right here. Some Chicago staples right here. Dope albums. Ooh. Which one resonates with you more in 2021? <laughs> yeah, that would. That's not fair, too. <laughs> that's not fair. You play. You're not playing fair. Preserved just because the. It's okay. Keep playing in my head. Yeah. yeah. I love that song. It's okay. Oh, yeah. That's the joint. 50 yeah, all that. Yeah. I, yeah, I love 50 years, of course. It's a classic, classic, classic. Uh <laughs> 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 all right, hold on, hold on. Come on, come on. Okay, come on. <laughs> We'll be right back after work from our sponsors. <laughs> All right, we're, we're okay. gonna go with additives. We're gonna go with additives. We're gonna go with additives. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great yeah. album right, right. right there. And that picture looked like a jet. Oh, sorry, sorry. There's something to be said about the foundational pieces mm. that we build off of too. So yes, um, yes, um, yes. absolutely. Credit credit to the senior project. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, oh. I felt like that second album. In some regards, it's just as dope, but I, there's just something about that first album. That, that first, first album, album slap, bro. Yeah. It's like everybody's first album. My first one is yeah. just like, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's why I give a lot of, like, I'm always surprised and impressed by groups and artists that put out a better sophomore album than their mm -hmm. debut album. That's yeah. a lot like, of work. And, like, especially, like, with someone like Common, not just a better yeah. album, like, a phenomenally better album. You know, yeah. like, like well, you forget about the other the first, album. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> right. Wow. True, true. Well, listen, the last thing we do on the Boom Bap Chat, it's a hip hop show. So we give shout outs. Uh, so we'll, we'll go around the circle, give us some shout outs, and we'll turn it over to you to, to do the last shout outs of the night. So uh, oh, cool. Uh, Profound, we'll start with you as always. We want to shout out tonight, my friend. Man. My family, uh, Urbanized Music, Kulak, Chris, and Amina. I want to shout y'all out. Thank y'all again for coming. Okay. I'm still emotional seeing here, sitting with y'all, man. It's a, it's, it's been fantastic. I know we got more work to do. Um, I'm going to shout out the kids as usual. Amir, Zakir, Rosalina, Daima, Ariel, and Elijah, who is uh, apparently having a sleepover that I didn't know about. There's three other football players in here. And uh, <laughs> my boom bad brothers, Io, Till, Joe, Bo, and Michael Stowe. Y'all know how it yeah, goes. Yeah. And that's what, that's what it is. Right on. No, Thanks, profound. No, no. I'm asked who you shouting out tonight. <sighs> my family, Urbanized Music. I love y'all. Oh, man, I'm so glad y'all are on the show tonight. It just bless my heart. And um, just to like hear y'all share y'all, you know, what y'all did. I didn't even know about the declaration of the hip hop. I was like, where was I at when I, I didn't hear this? Is my first time hearing about that. So just want to shout y'all um, shout out my boom bap brothers, um, you know, Till Profound, Bo Stowe, and Joe November. Uh, shout out home team, Chicago, Southside all day. Um, shout out my family, Detroit. Shout out Negro League, everybody's hip hop, and shout out uh, Irony. You know what I'm saying, and um, that's it, man. Cool, that's, that's all I got for tonight. Thank you. I want to echo both of you. Uh, shout out to you guys, of course, Profound, Isle Moss, Big Stowe, Bo Brown, Joe November. People are still checking out our magazine, the Boom Bat Mag. Uh, yes. So thank you all that are going there and downloading and reading that at boombatmag.com. Appreciate you all. 
Shout out to Abstract Mind State, who will be with us next Thursday night. Can't wait uh, for that conversation. Shout out to the entire city of Chicago and the incredible music and everything else uh, that they have, you know, contributed uh, over the years. Um, just such a dope scene and uh, very excited to dig into more Chicago artists uh, next month. Shout out to everyone that's uh, supporting us on Patreon. There's, you know, people weekly signing up, throwing a few dollars in, supporting the vision that we have. So we really appreciate you all. And um, yeah, I guess last but not least, of course, uh, Amina, cool out Chris. Thank you both for being here. It's good to get to know you a little bit more. Obviously, yeah, man, obviously that that hour and change went by super quick. Uh, this yeah. is probably one of the yes. quickest shows I've ever been a part of. Uh, and so that, that's a good sign. So we'll definitely, you know, the door is open. If you want to come back on anything you're yes. doing in the future, any, any, just if you want to come and talk about a topic, you know, like I just want, mm -hmm. I just want to just get some thoughts out. We, we can have yeah. you back, have a special show. So you're always welcome. Thank you for what you do uh, in you. Chicago and around the world. Y'all are doing some really dope stuff. You're inspiring. I appreciate you all, and just thanks for being here tonight. And with that, you all can uh, take it, take it away, and, and get the final shout out to the night. Wow, thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, I love um, so I thank you all for having us. This was yes. amazing. You've been so gracious. And this was like an amazing interview. I loved everything yes. about everything you guys did. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. And then I just want to shout out my family, my mom, my brothers, my daughter, Aria, um, and just like everybody in the Chicago hip hop community who has been there and supported me and my Columbia College family. Um, I shout them out too. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. And same. I want to thank you guys for having us, Pro IO. Till till we come to we come to the Natty, baby. We're gonna hit you. <laughs> we take it Get ready for it. You can saw the record store. Matter of fact, I already know that you know this, so you can you can direct it. Um, no but doubt. yeah, big shout out to my family. You know what I'm saying? My lovely wife, um, all my friends, everybody that supports us, people who follow us. Um, you know, people who comment, people who just show love, like we really appreciate that. Shout out to my cousin, Two Minds. Shout out yes. to my my my, uh, my little brother, El Dragon Ali, who does all the videos. Fellaini brother, um, man, uh, Cruz Ocho, uh, Highest Low, Sam I Am. Everybody is, you know, we, you guys just don't understand. Like we're all a part of this fabric that we call um, life, right? Yeah. And I just uh, and uh, you know each thread woman's that it, it makes that big quilt and keeps us all warm so i i, I you know we show love and, and respect to everybody so yeah right yes, cool. indeed. yes well, indeed. on that note thank you we say peace, peace. peace. peace.